0: Good afternoon thanks so much for being with us coming up on the show today we're going to talk more about some interesting craigslist ads these are for rental suites apartments but there is a very specific need and it has to do with the diet of the tenants we're also going to take a look at the federal funding just announced for the flood ravaged part of the fraser valley and see where that money is going to go and just before we get to our first guest i should mention robin gill is in studio today and tomorrow co-hosting the Show? Welcome to you. Hi, Jill. It's so great to be working with you. It's been a long time. We used to work together at Global News. We did. Super fun to be here. (laughs) We did, and you got to work with Jazz, and now you're here, so uh, you can compare and contrast and see who you like better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll never reveal that. (laughs) No, probably probably for the best. (laughs) All right, uh, Robin is with us today. We are going to jump right in. We are starting the show talking about an announcement. It is effective immediately. People who are suffering a mental health crisis in a hospital emergency room will potentially have quicker access to care because nurse practitioners are now able to assess patients and assess them for involuntary admission under the Mental Health Act. Well, Tess Croker is joining us now, nurse and nurse practitioners of BC board member, also the president of the Registered Psychiatric Nursing Council. Tess, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Hi, Jill. Thank you. And hello to you, Robin. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I'm so
0: glad you are able to join us and talk more about this because I know anytime we talk about involuntary admission, uh, there can be a bit of controversy. But before we get to exactly what that means, can you talk about what to, how this will change emergency rooms now that nurse practitioners are in this role?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So nurse practitioners are... An autonomous profession and so you know they are embedded within the critical care system, primary care system as well as remote and rural uh, areas. So this is another layer of qualified professionals that have the autonomy to assess patients independently.
0: How would it play out now then, or or I suppose before, this is effective immediately, but before this change was made, if somebody came into an ER and they were showing signs of mental health crisis, how would it work or what would the role of a nurse practitioner have been before this change?
1: Well, without without the change in legislation, they would be seen by either a psychiatrist or a physician. And so just depending on when the patients were able to access that in terms of triaging, Usually they would be cleared medically before they would be assessed psychiatrically. So the fact that nurse comp- practitioners could independently assess them uh, in and around the support that, that patients would need for medical clearance just means quicker potential uh, assessment and treatment into psychiatric care.
0: Tess, do you see these patients or their families preferring to see a doctor instead, though? How, how would a nurse have to deal with that? Hmm.
1: Well, I think this is really just a matter of, of just educating the public about the incredible skill that nurse practitioners bring to the table. They are an autonomous profession that's recognized with a, with a scope and skill and ability, just as physicians are in their scope and ability. So they're very, very capable. Um, it's not, um, you know, a lesser level of care. Um, and so it's just a matter of accessing, you know, uh, professionals that are trained, that have the capability to assess competently, and to get p- uh, patients into care when they need it uh, urgently. But with
0: this, n- with nursing shortages, do we have enough qualified nurse practitioners to do this?
1: Well, again, it's another, it's in just another layer. I think, generally speaking, you know, the healthcare environment uh, is experiencing a shortage uh, among all layers of professionals, and so. Like physicians, uh, we're also short of nurses. But I think by looking at expanding the scope of all professionals, uh, we are able to just provide more options for patients to, to see professionals and get the care that they need.
0: With the changes then, how do you see this working in that, if I'm understanding correctly, a nurse practitioner could then say this person needs to be put needs to go to a designated mental health facility, and that could be for up to forty eight hours if if it is deemed that this person requires involuntary treatment and then it's is a, a physician is then required to examine or a physician is required to see the patient if they're held longer than forty eight hours or how does the involuntary part of it work
1: yeah that's correct so um, with with the In voluntary certification, the first assessment, whether it's done now by a nurse practitioner or a physician, uh, will allow the person to be transported to assessed and treated within an inpatient or designated facility. They then will need to be assessed by a second independent uh, either nurse practitioner or physician if held longer.
0: All right. That uh, that makes sense. I saw as well that one of the reasons for doing this also is that oftentimes it is police officers that are bringing people to the hospital to to whichever hospital is closest in crisis and that police officers will then stay with individuals and uh, it could be lengthy given if they needed to see a physician. Uh, So will this is the goal of this then to to stop uh, having to have police officers in the emergency rooms in that a nurse practitioner could take over from there
1: absolutely yeah so the police will remain with the patient until they are assessed right so whether they're assessed admitted or assessed and released so just by having more professionals qualified to assess them uh, potentially you know quicker uh, that will mean that police will be free once they've been assessed to to return back to the community
0: Do you think this will require any further training for nurse practitioners to to do this? Or is this something that they're ready to do and that's why it was effective immediately?
1: Uh, absolutely effective immediately. You know, again, this just highlights the fact that um, they are very highly trained, that they're autonomous. So they have had the training that's required. Um, and um, it's just a matter of recognizing the, the capability of, of not only the nurse practitioners, but nurses in general that have a scope of practice that um, sometimes is just underutilized, and so it's a matter of recognizing the fact that nurses can perform these, these um, you know, assessments and treatments and interventions competently and supporting their full scope of practice. Test,
0: do you think that this complements what the mayor of Vancouver is trying to do by hiring more nurses to deal with mental health issues and helping police officers?
1: Absolutely. You know, there's, there's so many mechanisms that um, nurses can respond to generally that are, that are capable, you know, whether it's remote and rural nursing to assess patients, um, you know. And when we recognize the fact that there's four unique nursing professions within the community, uh, under the professions, uh, we, you know, we, we need to really, I think, continue to promote the full capacity of scope in order that, uh, you know, some areas like this, whether it's acute primary care or, or rural nursing, uh, that nurses are able to respond to the community need. And it's not about, sorry, it's, just, it's not about taking away from physicians. It's about recognizing the, the autonomous scope of nurses in the province.
0: Do you have any concerns? We've talked in the past, I know with your organization as well, the BCNU, about violence in the workplace. And uh, we know security guards have been hired at a lot of hospitals. Are there any concerns with nurse practitioners now being able to involuntarily admit somebody under the Mental Health Act uh, that they could encounter more uh, tense situations?
1: um i don't think so i think you know when you're talking about the designated facilities so there you know there's a long list of designated facilities within the province usually that infrastructure is in existence whether you know whether or not there are nurse practitioners involved so uh, I don't I don't necessarily think that this would contribute to an increased uh, level of risk for the nurse practitioners or you know families of the community responding in a, in a negative way I think that um, it would actually have the opposite effect that you know when patients are you know in a in a situation where say they are apprehended by police it it can be a you know a challenging emotionally tense kind of situation and if you're you know sitting in an acute setting for say seven hours versus the potential of you know I'm not going to speculate on how this will improve but if it's a lesser time to be seen and to receive treatment I think that will uh, help everyone.
0: All right Tess Croker thank you so much for taking the time and spending some time with us today appreciate it.
1: Good pleasure thank you so much for reaching out to us and and good luck with the rest of the show.